Well, welcome to episode two of Smarter and Harder. My name's Tim, and I'm sitting here with my good buddy, as always, Eli. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to be back. It is. Yeah, we're back in the studio. Yes. Yeah, for episode two. We enjoyed episode one immensely. Let's do it again. Yeah, and we had a massive fan following. Huge so we're following. gonna we're gonna go for episode two. People clamoring for more. It was it was good good feedback. I appreciate all your feedback. Not all of it was great, but it's feedback. We'll do our best to improve. If we piss you off, it means you're listening. That's true. You know, that's the way it no goes. No such thing as bad press. <laughs> so we're going to tackle uh, another um, Portland-ish issue, and I think this is probably not um, unique to Portland, but we just happen to be going through it now. I, I don't understand it because um, I like to just put my head down and, and run through brick walls and, uh, and then get to the other side and go, oh, where am I? Eli, you're here to, uh, to make me smarter. Uh, I'll try. So... I've been reading a lot about the Portland Charter Commission. Yes. And I've always been confused about, uh, and I, you can tell me if these go hand in hand or not, but the, the mayor uh, of Portland versus the city manager and what that dynamic looks like and how does the Portland Charter Commission come into play? So my first question to you is, what the hell is the Portland Charter Commission and okay. what does it do? Okay, great question. Um, I, I should be up front there there's what i know and then there's what i think i know <laughs> you're gonna know a lot more than me okay so fair um, and so i may i may have to do a little bit of, of research okay, and, right. and come back to you but that's fair what i can tell you is so the the charter is essentially like your constitution it's your rules that are the blueprint for how the city is structured and the charter commission is looking at those rules and trying to decide should there be changes made to the charter. Gotcha. Okay. I think I know. Okay. So what I just said. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is, hold, hold on. What, what <laughs> I said, I, I'm confident in what I just said. <laughs> Who oversees them? So the charter commission itself has no overseers. They, as a body, okay. have to work together. And I think they're going to come up with proposals. And then the proposals go to the city council? I think it goes to the the. Um, ooh, that's a good question. That's I, I, I need goes, you to research that. For I will. Me. All right. I will. Yeah. The, the the process that they're going yeah. to follow, but I think they're. I, I think they're going to. I think uh, ultimately this would go to a vote. Yeah. For the citizens of Portland to approve a new charter as proposed by the Charter Commission. Got it. Yep. That would make sense. But I could be wrong on that, so I, I, I'll write myself a yeah, note. Yeah, okay. To, um, this, is, this is what we need to do. We'll follow up on, uh, on episode three with this. All right. So the, my big question here is um, the mayor versus uh, the city manager. So the Portland Charter Commission, I just read this in the paper. This is where I'm getting my, my information and my what the, you know what. Yeah. Um, are we allowed to swear on this? Can we swear on this? I don't know. You're in charge. I don't think there's going to be any kids listening to a podcast about the Porter, Portland Charter Commission. We can say, I think we can say whatever we want. Okay. So this is my what the fuck. The mayor versus uh, the city manager. I The Portland Charter Commission is going to decide how much power the mayor has through the charter rules. Yes. Correct? Yes. What does it look like? Uh, first of all, what did the mayor used to look like? It used to be like a like a... I don't know, figurehead maybe? Is that right? Okay, yes. It was a, it, what was often referred to as a ceremonial title. Uh -huh. So we have nine city councilors. One of the nine would serve as mayor. And 
I could be I could be wrong on this, but I think they just kind of chose amongst themselves who would have the title of mayor for maybe a year, and okay. then they would pick a different person. Similar, I think, to the way our current school board chooses a school committee chairperson. Okay, they, they run the meeting, but they don't have like more of a vote. They don't have uh, more power or representation than any of the other members of the city council. Right. So that was how things operated for, I think, at least the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s, if not longer. Yeah. Um, back do you in remember? History. Do you remember when that changed? When it changed over to an actual? That was pretty recent, right? It, that it, it, was, it was in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, I want to say, well, I, actually, I could do the backwards math. Kate Snyder is our current mayor. Right. She's like roughly halfway through her four-year term, so um, 10 years ago. Yeah. Because Ethan Strimling was her predecessor. Michael Brennan was his predecessor. And Michael Brennan was the first elected mayor. So that would put us at roughly 2010 Yeah, okay. That, that makes sense in my brain. I um, remember when that happened because it actually became a stipend position, and the stipend was a was a— it was a source of contention because I think at the time they were making like $80,000 a year or something I, that was published. Yeah, it was published that, they, that like maybe depending on experience or, or in their background or something, it was going to be between like 60 and 80. And I remember we were teaching as teachers. Right. We were like, that's, you know, that's how much like a principal yeah. is, is making. Yeah. And, um, that's a lot for a, maybe in our city for an elected for sure. position. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, conversely, the city manager who is, and you know, we can go back to, to charter if, if I didn't answer your question or if there's, if you that think works. I have another, I have another question about that, but keep going so on the, 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 on the history. The city manager is a professional. Um, so the, the mayor is a politician and the way it stands now as an elected mayor, whether you, whether you have an elected mayor or a mayor by designation from the city council, they're right. a politician. So they're elected by the people. The city manager is a professional bureaucrat. They have some sort of um, acumen background in operating a budget. And so they're not elected, they're hired, and then they're over uh, overseen by the city council. Yep. That salary is like twice what the current mayor's salary is. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I'm sure that I remember the 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 contentious battles between who was it? Ethan Strimling was it? That was like, they were trying to pull each other's penis to see who had more Ethan Strimling and John Jennings, John who, Jennings, yeah. who recently departed, uh, yeah. the position and the city. As a matter of fact, he moved to Florida. Yeah. Um, they, they had a real power struggle between the two of them as to power struggles, a better way than putting penis, <laughs> penis pulling yeah, contest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they had a real, well, you know, Never mind. I was going to really bad pun with harder and smarter and penis pulling. But. <laughs> That's a better left unsaid, um, maybe. The, or, or maybe better said. Yeah. The, uh, th they had a real, real difference of philosophy as to who should be steering the ship uh, of city government. And I believe that that struggle is what directly led us to this charter review. That's what that was. My next question was: Was did the Portland Charter Commission come into play because of Strimling and 
and John Jennings, who John Jennings, I know, I know pretty well. He's, he's a fr- good friend of my brother's because they, their kids play together and they coach sure. together and all that stuff. And he was also on our other, the coach's corner booth, shameless, shameless, shameless plug. plug. Um, but he just, you know, he had a background of, I mean, he brought the Portland he's Red Claws. Yeah. And he was, you know, assistant coach for the Celtics. He was in some major organizations that had major budgets that he was, you know, putting together. And he was the, he was instrumental in bringing a professional basketball team to Portland. It made me think, yeah, that guy's qualified to do a city manager job with a budget like that. Maybe not so much in public service, but but I think that maybe that the fact that he went from private to where he was in charge to a public scenario where he had to deal with a mayor probably led to some pretty nasty uh, doings with, with Strimling, who is also maybe the oddest character I've ever seen in my entire life. Um well, he's uh, Ethan is a professional politician. Yeah. That that is what what he does and what he wants to do. Yeah. And I, I, this is my own impression, and I'll, I'll have to look this up. I think when Ethan lost the mayoral contest, uh-huh. he decided that he got voted out of politics, but he blamed it on Jennings. Right. And so he said, if I hadn't had to fight with Jennings, if I hadn't been handicapped in working against Jennings, <laughs> I could have done a better job and people would have liked me more. And if we can change the, char- the charter, the next time I run for mayor, right. I'll win. Right. And I'll be I'll able to more power. I'll have more power. Yeah. And, I, and I think that I don't know explicitly how um, behind the scenes he was with getting the charter uh commission approved but i know and i've read where he's written you know we got the charter commission approved to review this we got the citizens to vote in favor of examining this issue or we got the citizens to vote in favor of rent control so he's part of a a group of local um organizers who are pushing their agenda and so the charter commission issue is somewhat agenda-based and if you boil it down do you want a person who is accountable to directly to the voters Mm -hmm vis-a-vis the mayor who's making the the decisions and steering the ship or do you want a person who's hired as a professional with a professional background to manage budgets and such and i think some of that debate gets into what do you as joe q citizen taxpayer uh jane doe taxpayer (laughs) want from your government and there are people both in Maine, in in Portland, and nationally, who believe in in what gets referred to as the nanny state? What's that? Oh yeah, we were talking about that before, and I said save that for the podcast. Yeah, right? What is that, the nanny state? So, what is that? So um, ultimately, and and really, this could be used to describe the the difference in some of the core philosophies between Democrats and Republicans. If mm-hmm. I can put on my history teacher cap yeah, here do. for a minute, yeah. Um, who knows that uh, this is a somewhat rhetorical question, but, but I ask you who knows what's best for you? Is it the government as this organization that makes rules and says, this is what our society should be like, Uh or is it that individuals 
make their own decisions for themselves and discuss amongst each other like, hey, you know, my rights end here, your rights end right. there, let's not step on each other's toes. A lot of people think that you need the government to be kind of a government of the people that is therefore for the people telling everyone else what to do. But that kind of makes this mayor more of like a father or nanny figure who's gotcha. then yep. telling everybody what's okay and what's not okay. Yep. A lot of other people are like, no, just make sure that the roads get plowed. Make sure that the police and fire department um, employees get paid and stay out of my way. Right. So, you know, do you do you want a heavy-handed government or do you want a government that is just making sure that the bills are paid? And our and our ability to elect those officials, uh, elect the nanny, if you will, and the nanny's helpers is uh, is really the way we can get our say. However, when you have strong uh political folks with lots of money and deep pockets, you know, you get into the charter commission where Ethan Strimling could be somebody like an Ethan Strimling who could be influencing stuff from the back end, and now all of a sudden the louder voice is not necessarily what all the people want. And exactly, so he's yeah. not necessarily, and and not just to pick on Ethan, it, it no, could be no. any given just because he was a former mayor, right? It could be any given politician who they're not representing the will of the people; they're telling the people what they think is best. And if enough yeah. people are kind of supporting them, it becomes this echo chamber where they think that they're right. And so then they're going to march with that there. I have the will of the people behind me. I wonder how many people are like me. And I think there's a lot more judging from um, how many people go out and vote all the time. But I, I know what I read in the paper. And uh, I don't usually think beyond what I read in, necessarily in the, my different sources of information. So I rely on guys like you who have maybe studied it a little bit more. Actually, wait a minute. Actually enjoy reading about it. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> so that I can get a synopsis, the Cliff Notes version, if you will, of city government. Yeah, but if I can pick on your hardheadedness for a minute, yeah, that, sure. that could be what becomes dangerous. Because if Ethan, for example, can get enough people to vote... Yeah. And there are more people out there who are like, oh, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. You are a silent majority who doesn't vote. The people that do vote are a minority, but they're a majority at the polls. Right. And so now it's those who are most involved who are making the decision. It doesn't necessarily represent the will of the city. Mm -hmm. But the person who lives and dies, like Ethan, with the results at the voting booth says we got 60% of the people of Portland to say X, Y, or Z. And so it's not 60% of the no. city. It's just 60% of the voting, of the voting, the voting people. people. Yeah. yeah. And so it, yeah, it, it, that's, that's your public service announcement for why everybody should be voting and why everybody should be getting educated before they vote. All right. Here's my question to you. Should, in your opinion, the mayor should there be two positions, mayor and city manager? Or is there a better scenario where you have a mayor and a lieutenant mayor who maybe are splitting the duties of that um, that office rather than having the two of them so, but butting heads with each other? So I actually I personally like the way that things are set up now. Mm -hmm. The city manager runs the municipality. The mayor 
is one of nine city councilors who are the boss of the city manager. Mm -hmm. But they're not powerful enough on their own to hire and fire. And so their job is to work the city council and have the city council then work the city manager. And so I feel like there's a lot of checks and balances. Mm -hmm. The city councilors who didn't get along with Jennings will tell you that he was too powerful Mm -hmm. and they couldn't figure out kind of how to direct and guide him and he shut them out. And there are many former city councilors, not just Ethan Strimling, but but others who say it, it was a bad model and, and it gave too much power to a person who wasn't elective. And I, that's fair. I get that. I wonder if Michael Brennan had the same issues. And is, I, is Kate having the same issues or so, is it just... So I do think that Michael Brennan ran into... Um, some some obstacles, but I think he also ran into some obstacles with other city councilors because he felt as mayor, his job was to push the government. Mm-hmm. I think Kate doesn't try to push. I think Kate feels like it's her job to maybe listen, mediate, help kind of keep things on an even keel. Did, did she get along with Jennings? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? You know her well enough to. I to don't know her personally. No, you don't. Okay. Um, I I think. Why not, Eli? That's why you're here. I, just, I haven't started. <laughs> I haven't crossed paths with her. I'm sure she's lovely. <laughs> um, no, I, I I I think that she. Well, the, so there's another whole uh, side of like Portland politics, which is Portland business, and so you have a, a chamber of commerce which represents the interests of the local business owners, right. and. She's been accused of being a puppet uh, for the chamber, but I think that has to do with. Well, we're getting way off topic here. That's but, okay. Um, Don't, not e- too deep into even, the weeds, but well, yeah, yeah. Ethan Strimling is an advocate for uh, higher minimum wage, hazard pay bonus during the pandemic mm-hmm. for um, lowest wage earners. And the city council voted against that recently. And she, uh, Kate Snyder's the mayor, and she was speaking out against this idea of hazard pay. So automatically, that made her a puppet of, of the chamber, whether she is or is not yeah. a kind of chamber puppet. Yeah. All right, that's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's a, it's a, it really is an interesting um, question. Are we better served with? an elected mayor who supposedly represents the people or with a person with a professional background in managing municipal um, government. I mean, the ideal situation is to have somebody in that role that is both, but you can't, I don't, I can't imagine being able to do both those jobs. No, I don't think so. And I, and I think you also, there's something to be said for continuity. So if the, the city manager, um, is working on a contract, not on an election cycle, and the mayor gets voted out, you don't start from scratch. Right, right. All right, that answers uh, that answers my question about both the Portland Charter Commission and the roles of the, the mayor and city manager. So I think you've done very well here today. Thank you, and now Eli. I have homework, because I, I yeah. got to look up some of the procedural uh, dominoes of the Charter Commission and, and where their recommendations are going to... Yeah, actually, go next. I want you to come up with the names of the people that should be fired too, <laughs> and then we're going to name them on the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to we're not going to do that. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, 
And if you guys want to uh, get a hold of Eli, his number is two oh. I'm just kidding. Once again, but uh, thanks, thanks for coming, Eli. I know hey, that maybe, uh, maybe people could uh, if they if they're <laughs> if they've got something that they want us to dissect, they could uh, call Tim Eisenhart at two oh seven. You could, you could actually. We have an email address now too. Oh really? Yes, it's uh, smarter and harder at gmail.com. I like it. So uh, yeah. send us a topic. Yeah, we may we may change it, but try that one to start. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next time.